We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame fans, welcome back. It is Wednesday. It is August 17th. We're another day closer to the kickoff of the 2022 season. Ryan Roberts is our director of recruiting at Irish Breakdown. I'm Brian Driscoll, and we are here back to talk some more Notre Dame football. Ryan, our primary topic today is going to be just sort of a breakdown of the offensive line and the tight ends and just sort of what expectations are for this team this season at both of those positions and how important they are to really being a foundation uh, to this class and, or to this football team uh, this year. And then we are going to go uh, kind of dive deep into that. But at the beginning, we want to have a different conversation. So it is official. Xavier Watts, what we talked about yesterday, Xavier Watts is playing wide receiver for Notre Dame. He practiced there first Monday night. The players, pardon me, had yesterday off because it was moved back into the dorm day. And today, Notre Dame was back out on the practice field this morning. Media had access, and lo and behold, Xavier Watts is rocking number 26 and moved back to wide receiver. Obviously, he had to move from number four because can't have two receivers with the number four, and, and Lorenzo Styles is rocking number four right now. Now, I've heard different things on this. What I was first told was the move was going to be a full-time move. Then I was told he is going to be doing some cross-training. We weren't at the full practice today. We just got to see individual. So what I don't know is if he's getting his individual work with the receiving core and then kind of playing both in practice. I, I don't know kind of how that's working. So all I know is, is he's practicing with the wide receivers right now, Ryan. And for me, this the, as long as he was good making the move, and just a little backstory, I was told that the Notre Dame coaches were a little hesitant to go to him because they kind of know what he's been through the last couple of years with the previous receivers coach and why he moved to defense last year was partly because they had a need. And then the other main part was because he just didn't want to play for the guy that was coaching the receivers anymore, which was a common theme, which is why so many kids transferred from this uh, roster, from this team at that position the last few years, a big reason why. And, you know, he'd been kind of jerked around and moved. And, and I think that there was a hesitancy from the staff to say, how many times can we ask this kid to take one for the team, right? So they went to him, and I think there was some, you know, from what I understand, there was a, you know, Xavier's, hey, look, I, I need to know that I'm going to go over there and play, which I think is an incredibly fair thing for him to ask after everything is going on. And 
And I was told that whatever the Notre Dame staff told him, it made Xavier comfortable with, hey, it's, it's yeah, I'm good with this move. So he moved over. And however they got there, to me, this move, this move makes a lot of sense, right? I think there was not a move out there. And we talked about this over the summer. Mm-hmm. Why go get a grad transfer? Move Xavier Watts. I mean, it, it took maybe a little longer than you than we thought, but I think this is a no-brainer move in my opinion. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, I mean, you you created a lot of depth for you from the, at the safety position with Brandon Joseph acquisition, with Ramon Henderson moving there, you know, partly um, near the end of the season last year and playing pretty solid football in spurts. I think that you have created good depth with those two players on top of the fact that you still have DJ Brown, you still have Houston Griffith. And I know that uh, Justin Walters is still on the roster, obviously, as well. So safety was kind of crowded a little bit, at least for the 2022 season. I think the biggest question mark is going to be, how do they handle it long term? Because after the season, obviously, you're going to be out at least two safeties with DJ Brown and Houston Griffith out. But right now, I think for 2022, this is the best way that you can maximize Xavier Watts' talent because I think that he would have rotated at safety this year. But now he's moving into a situation with the depth. I mean, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to play football in 2022 at wide receiver. Like, I, And I love that he did ask that question, Brian, to your point. Mm-hmm. Because he's too good of an athlete and player not to play, right? Like, I don't want to move a kid just to to, to fill depth and not right. actually give him an opportunity to play football. I, I'm happy that especially he's – Especially a veteran. Especially 100%, a veteran. Yeah. 100%. And, and like you said, he's he's kind of taken the bullet for the uh, for the sake of depth in the past already. I mean, making made the move and being a very selfless player in that regard as well. So – I'm excited about it. I actually went back to his huddle highlights of him playing wide receiver in high school uh, yesterday because I know that we had talked about, you know, it's a possibility, all that good stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how he how he really makes that transition quickly. Because it's not a no? – no? No, you can't drop that nugget that you broke down some film and then just slide right past that as if we're not going to talk about it. Because as soon as you said that, everyone in this chat stopped caring about whatever else is going to come out of your mouth because they want to know what your opinion of Xavier Watts was. Or maybe that's just me projecting my thoughts and feelings onto everybody in the chat. I dig But it. let's do it. Let's. I mean, you, you said you dove into the film. Let's talk yeah. about what you saw from Xavier Watts that makes you – you know, because yesterday you were honest. Like, look, I, I I didn't watch him a, a lot in high school, so I don't have a strong opinion. Now you're coming at me with like this kind of strong opinion of why you think this is a good move because you watched the film. So I want to know what you saw from Xavier and what you think he can add based on that to this receiving core. 
the two biggest things that you highlighted about him yesterday were the first two plays on his huddle film. First thing you said is that this guy's a yak guy, right? He can create things after catch. First plays, he catches a hitch, and then he makes the corner miss, and he breaks a tackle, and he scores like a 40-yard touchdown. The next thing that you said was that he also plays really a lot bigger than he is, right? Like he wins up the ladder. The next play is a fade route in the back of the end zone where he completely outplays a player at the catch point for a touchdown. And that stuff was just consistent all along the film. He There wasn't a ton of contested catches because – he was creating instant separation because he was the best athlete on the film for the most for the most part. But you saw that after catchability, you saw the physicality he plays with as a after catch player too. I mean, he's got some nice movement skills and tight spaces. Like he can make guys miss, but more than anything, like I loved how he finished his run after catch. Man, like he can mm-hmm. break some tackles, he can be physical. There's a lot of nice physical traits with him. So as a yak physical guy that can also win above the rim. There's a lot to like with Xavier Watts. Mm-hmm. I would call him more smooth than explosive. I don't know right. if you agree with that, but like he and he's and more he's more quick than he is burner. A hundred percent. Like he gets in and out of his breaks really well. It's really fluid. It's it's easy, right? But I, I wouldn't say that he's like snap out of breaks and he's just creating this crazy separation. Like he just kind of eases out of breaks and it's very natural for him, right? So I think there's ability to create some separation. There's definitely ability after the catch. And there's ability to win above the rim. So I know we had a question in the chat. I don't know if I started, but someone said, is he a guy that can play in the slot? Is he an outside guy? I think the answer is yes. Like, I think he can mm-hmm. do both of those things, right? Because he, if you are, have the ability to win ab- at the catch point, you can play outside the numbers. Like, you can do that type of thing. It's not going to look the same as, you know, if a Braden Lindsay is playing around, out, outside the numbers or sure. Lorenzo Styles or whatever it is. Like, it's going to look different, but he can do it. And the yak stuff gets me really excited, potentially about him having some slot reps as well. I think that's the thing, too. You know, you talk about that ability to, to do different things. And that's also something I talked about is when you can add one guy to the depth chart, is he just filling depth at X? Is he just filling depth at Z? Is he just filling depth at W? The fact is you're moving one guy that can fill whatever the need may be. If your need right now is someone that can work in at, you know in that Z slot rotation, Z X rotation, which is a slot field outside guy, then he can do both of those. Or you can put him at one and let Lorenzo be that other guy, right? So you know you could have him be a slot if you're more comfortable with that, and then let Lorenzo then move to X if you want to get them on the field together when you need to spell Brayden Lindsay that, that type of thing. There's a lot of different things you can do you know, with Xavier Watts as well. And like you said, because he does play bigger, I think you can do some things with him as a boundary guy. He's a very strong blocker. And I think the other thing too, Ryan, is his route running, I've always felt, had the potential to be better. The problem is since he he has been playing receiver, I mean, safety for the last several months. I mean, he start, a year ago today, he was playing receiver. Yep. He didn't move until I think October, sometime in October. So officially anyway. So... When I, when I look at him, he's not going to be all of a sudden a sharp route runner because he hasn't been working on it, right? But I do think there's things he can do, as you said, after the catch, in the quick game, playing down the field, blocking that he can help you right now. And then as he gets more and more comfortable, he helps you even more. So yes. I, I do think that this move is was the only move to make that you that you could really make that would actually add someone to the depth chart that adds the ability to, to, to play for you. I, I think it's huge. I think it's huge. It's huge. I think it is. I think it really can be because, I mean, like you said, are there things that are, can, are going to need to be improved? Is he, if he is a long-standard receiver, of course. He's been a guy that hasn't been practicing that craft in a little bit now. 
but there are a lot of physical traits for me, Brian, that I look at him and I'm like, yep, he could do that. Like the route running thing, he could definitely be a good route runner because mm-hmm. he eases out of breaks. Like it's not clunky. It's not mechanical. Like he can get in and out of breaks. I even saw a practice clip this morning from him where I'm like, yep, that's, that's easy ability to drop his hips and get it out of breaks. Like there, there's easiness to him as a player. And from early on, you can compartmentalize. I mean, we talked about it yesterday, like get him involved in the screen game early, you know, have a, have a very small amount of routes. If you just want to continue to develop him on both sides of the ball a little bit. Like I think there's ways that you can use Xavier Watts and keep it simple early on while he continues to develop the finer points of playing wide receiver. And those things, if I, if Tommy Reese is as smart as I think he is offensively, and I do think he's a really smart coach, I'm going to look at a Xavier Watts and be like, yeah, I know that you can do this, this, and this early on. I don't mm-hmm. have to toy with those that much. Let's highlight that for you early on and get you comfortable. Because, I mean, you know you know this for the fact. It, people, players that Young players or players that are making a transition, you need to see some success early. Like, you're going to fail at a lot of things, right? You're going to learn and have that maturation. But there's also needs to be like a, a moment where you're like, okay, I can do this, right? Like, like I, I can do this well. I can do that well. I need to work on this, this, and that but at least there's a highlighting of strengths early on. So I would love to see how they use Xavier Watts in this offense. Cause I do think that he brings traits that just not many other receivers have. Like, I think that he immediately becomes one of your better after the catch receivers. I mean, it's different, but like, yeah, I think that he can give you stuff in the screen game, in the RPO game. You can, you can supplement that stuff easy with the Avery Davis slot touches. You can make that happen. So I'm excited. We'll see what it happens, man. But I think it's a pretty natural fit at wide receiver, if I'm being honest. And you talked about the difference in the yak. And I think that's important to address, Ryan, because there's different types of ways to be good after the catch. Brayden Lindsay, Lindsay can do things with the ball in his hands. We've seen it. I mean, he had a 60 yard, 61 yard touchdown run against uh, Boston College in 2019, where he touched the ball behind the line of scrimmage. All that came after the catch. He had a 50 plus yard reverse for a touchdown against uh, against USC. We saw him take a screen pass and a look screen, you know, about 24, 25 yards for a touchdown that season against yep. New Mexico. But it was all built on the speed. It was get a crease, get an edge, and he's going to outrun you. It's not necessarily where he's a shifty type of guy. Uh, right. Xavier Watts to me is the polar opposite of Braden Lindsay. And that's a good thing. You know, Braden is fast and vertical and, you know, speed. And, and, and Lorenzo has a little bit of that too. And I'd say Lorenzo is kind of the in between the two. I don't think he's quite as shifty as Xavier is with the ball in his hands, but he's shiftier than Braden Lindsay is, but he also yep. has more speed. He's obviously a, a guy that can take the top off of a defense and has a little bit of the strength that Xavier Watts brings to the table. And one of the questions that we got from, from John A1, Ryan, that we'll, we'll bring up now because it's relevant is, he says, will Xavier Watts bring toughness to the receiver room? And honestly, that's the biggest thing for me. And mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just come out and say it, right? I'm not going to beat around the bush. I think they had a soft receivers coach the last few years. Nice guy, good dude, soft. The receiving unit was soft. I've talked about this. He coached afraid of getting yelled at by Brian Kelly. Right, you're not going to have a hard group of players, and I think that is sort of manifested a little bit into the receiving core. You've got a new receiver coach that is trying to change that, and I think to a degree he's starting to change that. But you need someone in that room that's going to come in there and say, "Okay, dude, you better bring it today." And I think a guy like Xavier, he's got a chip on his shoulder because he's been doubted for a long time. He wasn't a highly ranked recruit. He he, he did get passed over by guys he felt he outplayed at Notre Dame, and he wasn't given the opportunity he thought. 
there's a lot of things that have him with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, in my opinion. And he's going to bring an edge. He's also a kid who's a real physical defensive back. So he's not going to not be physical when he comes a receiver. So I, I do, John, think that that is something that, that Xavier will bring to this room, which I hope elevates everybody else, especially I hope it really influences Lorenzo Styles. who the big thing for him that we've talked about, Ryan, is he's got to kind of just be more assertive. Yeah. And I think if he can kind of, you know, maybe be pushed a little bit by Xavier about how he kind of goes about his business, then that's the thing that maybe could be the boost that gets Lorenzo to play to his full potential, where maybe that is something where Xavier impacts you that way as well. Because here's the deal about Xavier, Braden Lindsay, Lorenzo Styles, they know what he can do. They've mm-hmm. seen him do it. They know he can play. And I've been told his teammates respected him and his teammates didn't understand why he didn't play more in the past is what I have been told in, in, in past years by different people. So they know he can play. All right. And, and so they know, hey, look, this guy's going to help us, but also push us. And I think that's a positive. And I think that's something that's going to benefit it. But you're definitely going to have another guy. And you hope that, you know, Jaden Thomas can be that kind of guy yep. that that adds a little bit of physicality. But, you know, he's every last few practices we've been at, he's been on the bike, you know, riding a bike, which, you know, and not going through drills, which is what we've talked about with him is he. Him st- this is part of the reason that I've been hesitant to kind of jump on the Jaden Thomas bandwagon is because this is a kid that's never been able to be healthy for a long period of time. He was banged up as a junior. He was banged up as a senior. He was banged up as a freshman at Notre Dame. And, and it doesn't look like it's anything major, but still it's like, you, you know, he needs to show they can answer the bell. If he can, he could be pretty good. So depth at this position is still a big problem. It's still a big concern, but at the very least now with Xavier Watts, you have a guy that, that is older, stronger, knows the offense, and is someone who has a relationship with the players in that room. You're not bringing in some outsider that they don't know, like a, a grad transfer that they don't know. This is someone they've seen put in the work in the weight room, someone they've seen put in the work in the summer, someone they've seen put in the work in the spring. Yep. So there's going to be a level of respect there, someone who's hit them, you know, who's battled them, who's tackled them. Uh, there's going to be a level of respect there that I also think is important because it's going to make that because here's the thing that could happen, Ryan. You know where I'm going with this. You bring in some outsider, some kid they don't know, and all, and he starts getting reps, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Who's this dude? Why Why right. is this grad transfer from somewhere else or this transfer from somewhere else? And all of a sudden just walking in and getting our snaps, right? You bring in a guy that they know, that they've worked with, that they've sweat with, that they've bled with, that they've known. You, know, you put him in that room, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, welcome back. Let's mm-hmm. roll. And right. I think that's a big part of keeping that room's minds right as you move forward. I agree completely. And and one thing I would add to John's question about the physicality, right? Usually you'll see a wide receiver maybe transition to corner or vice versa. And I mean, let's be honest, at corner sometimes you don't have to be the most physically dominant player from a, you know, just a tenacity perspective. But I think it speaks volumes to the physicality that a Xavier Watts plays with the fact that he went from a wide receiver to a safety position, right? Like that's, that's a little bit of a different transition. And I agree with you, Brian. I mean, the one thing that I'm looking forward to this class, because we knew like Avery Davis was a big loss because he was such a leader, right? I mean, aside from the on-field production, he was a kid that you knew was going to go to work every day. And his voice will still be there, but the actions will not be there. And you're waiting for guys, because again, Lorenzo Styles is going to be a sophomore, right? It's hard to just be like, Lorenzo, you got to be the guy and you got to lead everyone by example at 19, 20 years old. Like that's not an easy thing to do. But as Xavier Watts, I think, can rub off on them and be like, man, like I'm going to work, man. Like, I'm physical. Like, I, we're not stock blocking today. We're putting dudes in the dirt. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a little bit of a different flavor that he's going to bring for a wide receiver group right now. It's like 
Brayden Lindsay's got some swag to him, but Lorenzo Styles is kind of soft-spoken. He works hard, but he's a little soft-spoken, and you're waiting for him to really take that next step. We know Deion Colsey's a little bit soft-spoken. Tobias, I've never and they're young much from Tobias. right they're young exactly. right exactly and Tobias is a true freshman that, that wasn't in for the spring so like he's not gonna be that voice in a room so you need that physicality you need that leadership you need that demeanor to show how to work not that these guys don't work but there's just a tenacity level to the way that Xavier Watts works so I agree with you I think that that could be huge for this room right now that needs depth but also I think needs a little bit of an edge to it We did have a super chat from Randy Hernandez that, that asked this question. And Randy, thank you very, very much for that, buddy. We appreciate you. Uh, does he play most slot mostly? So here's the interesting thing, Ryan. And, and earlier we talked about what he could do. Let's talk for a second about what, what, we, what he should do. Because here's the danger. If you immediately thrust him into different positions, then you say, okay, is he going to be able to really get comfortable in any of them? So do you just say, hey, look, let's move him around and figure out a rotation for him and then just say, hey, look, we got to get you caught up. We'll meet with the extra after practice. You know, I need you to meet with Lorenzo and Braden and the guys in the film room and Joe and those kind of guys in the film room. You know, does one of your GAs kind of take him under his wing? Does, does you know, does Avery Davis take him under his wing once he comes back after his surgery, those type of things? I mean, there's there's got to be a plan for how to get him rolling. So either say, hey, we're going to move him around and then just it's up to him to get caught up and we'll keep throwing him out there and giving him opportunities, but he's going to he's going to have to figure it out. Or do you say for the first week, maybe two, we're going to say he's going to play here? You know, so like my first thought was to Randy's question is, is to put him in the slot with the thought being, okay, we know Lorenzo can play both. So you have Braden, who's an X, Lorenzo, who or uh, Xavier, who'd be the Z. Mm-hmm. And then Lorenzo can do both depending on who you want in there. Plus, you know, Jane Thomas can do other things. Joe Wilkins can play some X, you know, if he's healthy. Although I, I just, you know, based on the practice video I've, I saw, I, I still have a hard time seeing him being fully ready to go for Ohio State, but hopefully he can continue to heal up and, and get back out there. So I think that's the question, Randy. We don't know the answer to that yet. I, I don't even know if Notre Dame has necessarily decided that yet, but I think that's the decision that has to be made, Ryan, is how do you want to get him caught up to speed? let him master one position, then to move him around or just throw him right into the deep end and say, Hey, look, you know, we got to get you ready for September 3rd. We can't, we can't wait two weeks for you to get comfortable. We need to start pushing you to get these things done now. And I mean, and again, I, there is multiple ways to go about it, but I actually am of the mindset that I think early on, giving him a lot of slot slot reps is the best way to go about it because you, what are you supplementing right now, Brian? I mean, the fact is that Avery Davis was going to be a, pure, a full-time slot receiver for the most part. Right. right? So you supplement those snaps early on by giving a guy touches and, and getting him comfortable in that spot. And then as it kind of comes back to him and he takes the next step and he's getting developed, then I like kind of cross training at multiple spots. If you see him as that type of player, which I do think he can be, but I am definitely of the belief that let's get those slot reps figured out early on. Right. Because that's going to be a staple of this offense. I believe, I think that that's going to be a position that is used even more than it has been in the past. So I would like a little supplementation of that. I don't know if supplementation's a word, but it is now. Yes. And I I would like them to just kind of figure out what are those reps going to look like in a position that we thought, as long as Avery Davis was back, you didn't have to worry about that, right? Yeah. Like he's going to be the, the almost the full-time slot. Yeah. You're just like, you know, there might be some times where Lorenzo Styles is working the slot or like a Michael Mayer, or like different body types. Right. But for the most part, you're like, you kind of could just pencil it in like Avery Davis healthy, he's our slot receiver. You need to figure that number out. And I also think that's the best way for a transition sometimes is getting a player 
confident in one spot before putting too much on his plate. Some people can just like, you could throw everything on them and they're just going to be like, ah, sink or swim. I'm good, man. Like I, I can get up and I can, I can learn all this real quick, but I, I kind of am more of a favor of like, let's give him a lot of slot reps early and then we can expand as he becomes more comfortable. So that's kind of where we're at with Xavier Watts. Uh, obviously we've talked about what we think could happen. Now it's time for him to go out there and, and prove it. And it's also, it's not just about him. That's the thing, Ryan. The last thing is it can't just be about Xavier. Xavier's going to put in the work. There's no doubt about that. It's really imperative that Tommy Reese and, and Chancey Stuckey figure out a plan to say, hey, how do we get – because if, if I'm in Xavier's shoes, I'm going over there and I've decided to go in. And so just so people understand is uh, one, of, one of the comments that we had is it was from D. Trollhunter that, that is related to this. He said, I, I know the staff didn't want to ask him to come back to offense in the spring, but in hindsight, he probably should have. My understanding is they did. They did ask him in the spring, but it was up to him. And he wanted to stay on defense because he felt like Chris O'Leary took him seriously. Chris O'Leary coached him up. There was a level of trust there. He had gotten on the field and had success where he didn't have that on offense with his previous position coach. And he doesn't know Chancey Stuckey. So am I going to take a chance with this guy that I don't know at a position where there's some good players that I you know, never got a chance to play? Or am I going to stay on defense where I know the coach believes in me? I know the coach is going to coach me up. I know the coach has already made me better and is going to put me on the field. And I think that's really what it went into it. And the Notre Dame staff was going to allow him to make it, it was allowed to be his decision. And it should have been just like it was his decision this time. If Xavier would have said, Coach, I appreciate what you're saying, but no, I, I don't want to go over there. They weren't going to force him to go over there. Yeah. And and so that's that was his decision. So, but the, the reality, Ryan, as you kind of look at this, is they have got to kind of do their part as well. Sure. Because Tommy Tommy Reese has to know that Xavier is buying in, but there's going to be in the back of his mind sort of, oh, here we go again, right? And he's got to make sure in the first few practices that they do things to make sure that that doesn't creep into Xavier's mind because it's only natural if he's going to do that. If he goes out into practice and he doesn't get any team reps because, oh, well, you're just not ready yet. You know what? Throw him out there and let him make mistakes. That's how he's going to learn. 100%. You know, and then make sure he's getting his mental reps when he's not on the field, but throw him out there and, and let him get those reps. I'm not saying they aren't doing that or are doing that. We haven't seen it. I'm saying this is what they need to do to where you don't allow that doubt, doubt to creep in. As we said the other day, Ryan, what I would have done is the first day he's at practice, I'm designing like four or five plays to get him the ball right now. I don't care if they're hitches, jet sweeps, screens, take a shot. I do not care. I'm going to make sure that he's going to get the football. And and just to let him know, like, hey, man, you, you're taking one for the team. We're going to have your back. Right. I think that's imperative. If, if, if he feels that way, then I think that's where you're going to see Xavier Watts really take off. You know where I kind of like him too, Brian, a little bit to your point there is we know that you can manufacture some stuff in the run game for Braden Lindsay, but I kind of like some run stuff for Xavier Watts yeah. too. Like I wouldn't mind an end around or a jet sweep or something where I'm just getting him in space a little bit and just let him go. Cause again, he's not going to outrace you to the corner, but like string it mm -hmm. out and then and hit it up inside and, and hit right. North and South. Yeah. Plant vertically. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. 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 I, I'd be, I'd be all for that. Honestly. For me, it would be what what based on what because you know this, Ryan. You're going to run yeah. reverts and jets and reverses and jets and stuff like that based on you know, where you're trying to go. Sure. So if it's a deal where you're like USC 2019, they knew they could get USC to bite and hopefully outrun them to the sideline. And so when you're when that's your goal, it's Braden Lindsay and Lorenzo Styles, and that is it. It's because you need to outrun them. 
if it's more of like a jet sweep where you're not sure how that rover is going to come up and play it and you may have to bounce it or cut vertically or do whatever, and yep. it's more of a run where you're not anticipating to get to the edge, then it's Xavier Watts because he's the more shifty guy, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and he's stronger. Yes. You know, obviously, I don't know if I would necessarily do that on September 3rd until unless he's proven it quite a bit in practice. But those are the things I would get him to do. And that's why I really like him more on the on the the, the quick screens, because yeah. when you get him the ball on the look screens and the bubbles, you're somewhat negating the fact that he isn't a burner like the other guys. He's already out there. Now it's the shiftiness and the strength takes over. You know, I think that's the kind of that's the thing. So I think that's where I see him kind of fitting in and and kind of making that transition and, and hopefully they are able to help him get comfortable uh very very early agree we've got a super chat from lawrence adams relative relative to this and then we're going to move on to our other topic for this is i have a soft athlete i have a sophomore athlete whose coach just asked to move positions her coach made it comfortable i have faith in the staff to make it good for x and the team and that's the thing lawrence is if the coach does what needs to be done to 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 hey not only convince him to come but then once he comes back up the things you said to him in the conversation to get him to move that's where trust starts to be built because that's going to be the biggest stumbling block for Notre Dame and Xavier Watts this year Ryan besides any injuries that may happen to guys is if is if he doesn't have trust in this offensive staff which was the issue before right and they're going to have to work to earn that and he's going to have to work to earn their trust as well but that's it's got to be a two-way street and in the in the past it wasn't always a two-way street it was a one-way street Xavier was doing the work but the other side wasn't and i think that's that's where that one went i, I really do like that the staff came to him personally and just mm-hmm. like talked to him about it though you know like there'd be some coaches that are just like you're making the switch and that's just right. what the team needs and we're not going to give right. you the option if you don't like it too bad type of thing right. and I kind of respect that the, the staff came to him and said, like, we understand that what you've been through. We've understand you've made the switch before. We understand kind of everything that you've been through. But I think this could help the team and it could help you get playing time and it could help you be an asset to the team. So I really did like kind of how the staff went about making this transition. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.